Travis Thrill. Good morning. So we are live. Chris Tim and Travis Thrill and Dr. Ed. Good morning, Dr. Ed. How are you, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? Oh, Look great. Pretty, pretty great. Yeah. Travis was just explaining he was jealous of your scrubs. Doesn't he look good? Damn. Good for you. You should have came in here all dramatic with a bunch of blood on it. Oh. Mm. No. no. That comes after the shift. No. <laughs> Dr. Ed's going to hang out today. We'll play some dogs on film. But first, live from Midco Studio, not another state. Uh, it's Aunt Chris. How are you, Gardner? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Auntie. What's that W stand for? I just noticed that on the intro. CW? Uh, William. Christopher William Patrick Francis Gardner. Would have made a great president. Chris Billy Pat Gardner. I still can be president, Travis. Uh, that's true. Mm. Gardner, silly me. Yeah. Mm. You you want that? Uh, well, it could be worse. Mm, good morning, Walmart. There it is. Put it up. Put it up, Chris. You, ever you seen can this do before, it. Dr. Ed? This Put is it. the worst Just, thing we've ever done. There you go, Dr. Ed. Yeah. 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 Dr. Ed's a walnut. Walnut. It's our fans, the walnuts. The walnuts. Yeah, the walnuts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, good morning to everyone. A beautiful day. It is not a beautiful day. Why not? You are a mean man. It is uh, expected to snow here in about a couple of hours in the city of St. Louis. Uh-huh. We'll, come and I'm we'll come to a halt again. Yeah, well, yeah, if it's half an inch, well, everyone's just yeah. going to stop. I see school districts have already decided to cancel classes. Man, that happens quick Snowpocalypse, yeah, man. It's, uh, there are some situations around the country where kids were getting stranded at school when snowstorms happened and uh, some lawsuits start popping up. So that I think, uh, yeah, I think a lot of school districts around the area decided, oh, let's just err on the side of caution. That means it just means the kids have to stay. They have a shorter summer. So I don't know why kids would be all hooray about it. It eats yeah. into your summer at some point. But I heard somewhere that instead of number a certain number of days in session, mm-hmm. now it's, it's hours so they can actually make it up. By extending the school day an extra hour. Oh, wow, really? So they're less concerned about canceling. Okay. Yeah, okay, see, now, yeah, that's a reasonable that way. Exactly right, but... No, that sounds more reasonable, though. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. It's it's just, yeah. It, they, they used to be bad yeah, back in the day. Yeah, make them feel like they got a real full-time job. <laughs> Going to five. <laughs> Teach them early, right? Oh, man, I, I, I do, now that I have teacher friends... I do like, Ooh, sorry. They're so sweet and they love the job. They genuinely love the job. But man, when you have a teacher that's asked to be there, can you stay another hour? Excuse me. I have a friend who, uh, it's been like three or four years now. He's been the full time in school suspension teacher at yeah. middle school. It's a good gig, but you see a lot. Oh, the stories. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of repeat offenders. <laughs> He's, if got, you, he's got, I'm not going to mention who he is or where he is or anything, but uh, he's got some nicknames for some of them. Oh and he boy. tells me why they have those nicknames. Oh, that makes like, sense. oh really? Oh, that makes sense. That's well, old young pyro over there. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh, Stabby McStabberson. Well, that's more probably <laughs> juvenile. <laughs> Would you guys ever go back to high school? Under any circumstances? Like, if right, dress, like, like right now. Dressed, like dressed up as a younger person, <laughs> like just shave your face. And, hey, my kids, what's up? Do yeah. you think you could handle, better Who question, do you think you could handle being a high schooler right now? Oh, like if it was, you got, you went into your high school body and you were placed into high school now. Right now. With the same knowledge we have as old men. Sounds like a Zac Efron movie. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And yes, you do have the yeah. same knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the same. Oh, that was, <laughs> I, you get tried for some crimes. That's, 
the manipulation that you could pull off would just be, I mean, it would be bad. He could do the movie like that. I'm talking about, that's like, just with teachers. Like vice versa. <laughs> he turned it into a Me Too. With uh, Fred Savage and uh, Judge Reinold, I believe, vice oh versa. Hmm. You could, uh, they switch bodies. They so do. You could do something like that with a body switch. I like body switch movies. Yeah. I would fun. go back, I, I would go back just for the, the intrigue. No, I wouldn't go back. Uh, it'd be it'd be like my version of climbing uh, Mount Everest. I think I would get even more involved in stuff. Really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I realize you know, I went to San Luis U High, which I think is like the best. Yeah. And I just wish that I had gotten even more involved. I realized after the fact, what a great some great opportunities. Sure. Isn't that uh, what everyone at St. Louis U High says about St. Louis U High? I think oh, it's the best. I think they're right. I think they're right. You should start to believe them. Oh my God. Yeah, when you start seeing, uh, and they're, and they're, yeah, they're the ones we've been fortunate to come across. Yeah, uh, the graduates I have hang been out very with a number of them not, great on a daily people. Basis. Right? Yeah, they're great people. <laughs> I'm not saying anything out of school here, but um, the great Mike Jones. I was talking to him, mm-hmm. and we were discussing that, and he's like. You know, like he wasn't complaining. I don't want to. I don't want this to come off the wrong way because he's so nice guy. He was like, "Do you know how difficult?" He's like, "If those kids," he's like, "Here's how much they care," and this is why they're all super smart when they come out of there. He's like, "You ever had to do a practice with like a really good player on your football team? Uh, it, he's not suspended because he did something bad at school. His parents aren't happy with the test he got back. That means he's not coming to practice for two days. Mm. He's like, that's a thing because they're so involved uh, with the uh, education. That is a tribute to the parents because there are a lot of school districts uh, that parents have their kids in where they're not putting that type of pressure (laughs) on their kid. Translate that to the next level. Imagine being a football player at Alabama and then – uh, the mom and dad saying to Nick Saban, he, so-and-so's not coming to practice right, the next two not. days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not... I don't know that that would... Yeah, don't bother I, coming back. I wish that. someone would try that. I would like to see his reaction. Just, I want to see Nick Saban's reaction to something like that. Yeah. yeah. See, Mike Krzyzewski would say, okay, I understand. <laughs> but not Nick Saban. Yeah, Krzyzewski's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your Krzyzewski? Uh, yeah. Run that. Step back. Yeah. Run the press. <laughs> we got Dr. Ed in here early today uh, because you're volunteering saving lives. Well, I'm not volunteering. I'm actually getting paid. Oh, you're getting paid? Oh. Don't so assume. It's actually working. Hey, oh, you are a busy man. How, how has everything been? We haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. It's okay. I, I'm, I'm, luckily, I'm over being sick. I, it's, it's just ridiculous. I got some, I don't know, if it, it might have been the flu. And, uh, oh, wow. Man, I was knocked on my... Mm. Knocked off my feet for like eight days. Jeez. Yeah. Self-imposed quarantine. We would have came up with some soup. We've had Gardner bring some broth. Mm. Should have let us know. He's a soup man. Jeff Jones was in here yesterday. He could have brought you some soup. Chris runs a really good bath. He knows how to make a nice warm bath. This is weird. We could have done that. How'd you get over it? Do you have a remedy of some sort to at least comfort yourself? No. No. There's nothing. No alcohol? No. No. No crack? Just, okay, I just thought I was throwing out options. I'm not sure. You just got to let it run through you, I yeah, guess. Okay. Yep. Uh, Dr. Ed, you, you pay attention to baseball, right? Yeah. Did you guys see the giant trade uh, oh, over last Oh, doctor, night? did we ever. Yeah. Chris told me about it this morning. I mm-hmm. actually hadn't heard. Uh, big deal, and uh, it's involving two major franchises uh, in, a, in a wild deal. The Boston Red Sox and Los Angeles Dodgers have agreed to a blockbuster 
deal that will send former MVP Mookie Betts and left-hander David Price to Los Angeles for a package that includes outfielder Alex Verdugo, sources tell ESPN. This is Jeff Passan uh, of ESPN reporting this late uh, last night. The trade includes a third team, the Minnesota Twins, with the Dodgers sending starter Kenta Maeda to Minnesota, which in turn will ship hard-throwing pitching prospect Bruce Dar Gratoro mm-hmm. to Boston. This is a confirmed by The Athletic. Big moves. The Cardinals. Is Boston uh, just doing a salary dump or what? Because it looks sure like they are. Sure don't get it much in return. Yeah, it's. I mean, if you were to listen to you know <laughs> the pundits and our our good friend Michael Gaines and everyone on Twitter, it was. Uh, it felt as if the Red Sox were just like, we can't afford it now. We got to start making major cuts, and so they're dumping a lot. And apparently, their best freaking player. To rebuild? I don't know what the Red Sox are doing. They just won the World Series two years ago. This is kind of confusing. I don't know. But this is Mookie how weird, Betts. weird the Red Sox can be. They won the World Series two years ago, but they weren't happy with how the roster was that did it. And then things started going to hell after that. Right. Because they, they knew they got kind of lucky yeah. and got hot at the right time. And some of it was a bit of an illusion. But it worked. So they knew it wasn't. It was hard. It was not going to be sustainable. It was not going to be repeatable. Right. So they started tinkering and that, and then that leads to this. Uh, Wait, did we switch to the blues now all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like they can afford him. I think yes. that just point needs to be hammered home over and Absolutely. over. Absolutely. I don't. I. I don't know why the, the I. He's twenty-seven years old in his prime. The guy. Helped you win a World Series two seasons ago. The guy is is one of the big faces of the game. I don't. I'm so confused. This is trading away LeBron in his prime. This doesn't make any sense to me. You can afford to sign him, where even as Cleveland couldn't afford maybe to match the money that LeBron would have made as a free agent, where the Red Sox have the means to do it. I don't know what's happening and then you send him to another major market who is literally a major player away from winning the world it's like la got exactly what they needed at the right time it's like the greatest gift ever yeah it's not bad (laughs) what might be the second best player in baseball yes and mike trout's gonna regret not not eating up some of that la market because mookie Betts is about to be one of the biggest things in la him and Anthony Davis are going to be two of the biggest things well, in the NFL. I don't think so. Mookie Betts? Well, no. Nah. Mookie can. He's great. But, but I think one thing you, you misstated is Mike. you said Mike Trout's going to regret. Yeah, he's not going to regret. We know. Mike Trout, he's fine yes. with playing yeah. behind the scenes. You're right. You're exactly. That's he doesn't the only thing care I would take that. issue with. Yeah, he's a guy, yeah. and he's admitted to saying that he doesn't care about all the endorsements. He's not going to flake out or change who he is yeah. to do those things and tip of the you cap don't to have that guy. To. But – I, yeah, this is just this is one of those blockbuster deals where I, I, it's I don't know. It feels I've seen like the, I feel like I've seen this trade before. I guess like when the Hornets or excuse me, when the Grizzlies just gave up on Powell Gasol and sent them to the Lakers. Oh, I remember that. It, it's just like, wow, why are you why are you giving up the one of the two best players of the game to a team that's ready to go on a dynasty type run for peanuts? 
Well, I don't know if they gave up peanuts. Perdu- I would say Perdu- peanuts. Perdu- you're right. They Perdugo is supposedly yeah, that's you not know, fair. The you're next right. big thing, but then the prospects are prospects. Mookie Betts is Mookie Betts. Fair, yes. Prospects are prospects, and that's great. Could no, I'm be not, something. I'm not, this, this is a very strange thing. And immediately, instead of just being like, "Oh, great trade," I'm like, "Fucking Cardinals gonna do?" <laughs> it does. It, it it is a little bit frustrating. I, look, you got to have also a dance partner, and the Red Sox, because um, <laughs> yeah, they were just like, hey, "Man, we got we got to we got to move out by the end of the month. Take what you can get." It's a very weird scenario, but it's a big win for LA and. Yeah, the Dodgers are your 2020 favorites to win the World Series. Yeah, I'll just see if anyone gets injured or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, that's it. I think those things happen. So, and LA's nothing's guaranteed. They've had some strong runs the last few seasons, and they haven't had anything to show for. <clears throat> probably because I'm cheating. But um, outside of that, they're going to be probably the favorites. And looking around the rest of the NL, do you see anybody rising up to? I mean, Dodgers don't ever. Dodgers are weird because they're always like. Yeah, you're tough, but like they just have this weird reputation in my head that uh, they can't eh, get over the. They're hump. not that. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, maybe that's not fair. But. They were uh, USA Today gave the Dodgers, if I remember reading it properly, they had their win totals yesterday, which we touched on briefly. Mm-hmm. Gave the Dodgers 99 wins before the trade. Before the trade. Shit. So there's um, 104 wins probably. And uh, once, Mookie Betts war. Yeah. I think that I saw this as well. Was it last year or the year before? His war was like 10 point 10, something. 10.9. Was that last year or the year before? Do you remember? I think it was the year, during his MVP year. Okay, during the MVP year. And the Dodgers have never had a player in the history of their franchise. When you go back and cal- recalculate the war for them, that has approached 10. That's including like Jackie Robinson in that. He's the second one. Um, Jackie Robinson was a nine something. He's the, yeah. the second highest. Yeah. yeah, and so like they've never had a 10. Um so that's telling you kind of what you're getting. And if you're already right around hovering around 100 wins, I would just say your expectations are going to be rather high for the Dodgers this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Verdugo could be a stud, but, man, you got a chance to get Mookie Betts in his prime. It's, Mookie it, is a stud, yeah. Yeah, Mookie so, and then, and look, um, yeah, they're going to eat a lot of that ugly David Price contract that the Cardinals almost ended up with. Uh David Price, I don't know if he's going to be asked to do what he was doing in Boston. I doubt it. Um, but that's not a bad he's weapon fine. sitting he's back fine. there if he remains healthy. David Price, again, I, I think the Dodgers did everything that you would want your team in their position to do this offseason. It's I something that I can understand why Cardinal fans yeah. are frustrated. They I did what they needed to do. I still think he's going to be an effective starter. Uh, uh, David Price? Yeah, I, I believe it, too. I, mean, I think he can be. Two top-notch lefties. Yeah. How many teams can say they got two lefties like, you know, Price and Kershaw. I mean, you get Price. You get. I mean, you get Price gets going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. No one wants to see that in the short series. So the Dodgers, look, they again, they just went out and did what you would want your organization to do in that position. Yeah, and, I think that's the, the biggest point to take away. Yeah, and I, the Cardinals, they feel like for the position they want to be in, they're okay with the personnel that they currently have. It's just the priorities of the teams. I think the Dodgers are clear on we're going out there and we are going to win the World Series. Where the Cardinals are like, hey, man, if we get hot, cool. If we there, we there. If I can add a piece, if a situation plays to our advantage, okay. But we ain't doing this. We ain't doing this. 
just think about how much a, a trade like that energizes the fans. Oh. I think if it if it happened in St. Louis, it oh. would be magnified even more than it is in L.A. L.A. Exactly. fans are like, you know, yeah, 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 this, yeah, is, this yeah, is cool. Yeah, we're going to win. Yeah, St. But. Louis, we would like, man, taking a day off, and down the patios. Mm-hmm. We got Mookie Betts. Travis is every, my, every Wednesday. That's my, my white man Wednesday voice. Oh, and, and, you know, and they know that there could be a short window with this as well. Oh, sure. Impending free agency coming up, but you know. But isn't that? I think that's. I think what the. the I think that urgency. Yeah, I think it's that it, sense of urgency. Yeah. It's what drives the fans, and I think that's why you saw a bit of a lull for the Cardinals uh, in the playoffs from the fans as far as energy is because it didn't feel like it was an urgent matter to the car. Hey, we're here. Then it was like they were surprised they were in the NLCS. So when the team is surprised that they're in the NLCS, we gotta expect the fans to be like, oh, okay, I guess we're cool, just happy to be here. Whereas the Dodgers, they're now telling their fans, we're gonna, we're gonna win this son of a bitch. We're gonna get it right now. Mm-hmm. Especially after that mess with the Astros. Oh, hell yeah. They're like, oh, let's go get it now. So tip of the cap of them. It's gonna be a fun spring around here. Should be. <laughs> As long as the weather's nice, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, 100% chance for snow today. You excited about that? Uh, it's 100%. It's gonna. It looks maybe some slushiness. It's gonna hover around 34, 33, but I think later <sighs> in the evening it's gonna get under that 32. And it's gonna be snowing, so it's gonna stick. Uh, what time's it supposed to start? Technically 10 a.m. Ah, I know. I gotta. I gotta keep an eye on some things. I, I got something gonna... cooking this. Uh, oh, here we go. It's about the food. It wasn't about road safety, transportation, no, I'm comfort. Getting... It's about food. I have a. I have to get a haircut. Oh, and that's happening. Do you know that's happening, Doctor? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. I want to see the before and afters. Hmm. So I'm. I, but, but what I'm would you do if a mangy dog that came in looking like Gardner? Would you recommend that would they? Shear some of that off. Shower first. Start from scratch. Yeah, shear yeah. it all off. Start over. <laughs> so how do you numb the the dog or cat if you're gonna? If they got some knots you need to get in. They might get a little agitated. We sedate them. Okay. Is it a shot? Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> I don't think he carries it with him, and I don't think you can purchase it. I'm not asking Doctor Ed to cut my hair. Well, you're, I'm asking if you're wondering if he had something that you can take when your hair is getting cut. I don't assume that he's a groomer immediately. <laughs> I've heard some of the other work he does. I kind of go- think that's what he does, Travis. All right. I wasn't asking for the shot. I would have asked for more of the anxiety pills anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to see where you were going to go with after the anxiety pills. Oh, no. Nowhere. Okay. Maybe. Well, we aren't going anywhere at all. We're all going to be here for Dogs on Film. Mm-hmm. Always excited to get that going. Gardner, you want to you wanna play the game? Sure. Let's do it. Dogs on Film. It's time for Dogs so I, I want to let you know something. Uh oh. Um, I got to the office early today. Uh, I woke up at about four, Mm-mm. and I didn't mean to wake up at four, but I woke up and I checked my phone for something when I woke up, and realized. That the night got away from me, and I forgot to edit Dogs on Film. Mm. That I completely just blanked. I recorded everything with Sean and that. I was like, oh, I'm going to have dinner. I'm going to watch. Uh, <laughs> got my chicken in the oven. Everything was fine. Ate my dinner. Food. I started watching some television. Next thing you know, I fell asleep, and then I woke up, and I was like, oh, crap. I forgot to edit Dogs on Film. 
So I got here early to edit oh, this morning. Good for you. So we got it all done. Um, we're revisiting some of the ones we've done in the past right now. Um, but Sean's kind of read here. They're, they're, they're current readings, just so you know. Uh, but wanted to have themes still again. So for those that don't know, dogs on film or anyone on film. There we go. On film or dogs on film. We have six movies. Okay. We pair one against another. Three sets of movies. You have to guess which one has a better score according to the venerable website Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, which we can all agree on. Obviously, uh, yes. Um, so you guys can max out at three points if you get it right. Okay. So uh, we do have a seventh movie as a tiebreaker that um, you have to guess closest to the actual score on the tiebreaker. Now, throughout... I'm going to let you know, or a group of you know, if you got it right. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. You'll hear that. Now, if you get it wrong, I would decide I want to go that route. <laughs> You'll hear that. <coughs> so there's your right or wrong. Now, I mentioned Sean. Sean reads a brief description of each of these movies to kind of help you out if you haven't seen it and whatnot. So we have three themes. I don't think... They're not too esoteric or anything like that, so okay. you should be fine. All right. Um, so you guys ready to play the game? Let's play the game. All right. Uh, well, it is Black History Month. It is. It's Blackuary. Happy Black History Month to me. So keep that in mind with uh, some of your themes. Here's your, <laughs> here's your first one. Uh-oh. Just leave it in the other room. Put it in the other room. Arlington, back in the kitchen. Oh, that's sexist. I know. I just yeah, this Ooh, is a joke. I know. Burn my mouth. I'm trying to talk to you. Just kidding, of course. Burn, baby, burn. Burn, baby, burn. Just burn my ass, didn't I? Oopsie daisy. Here she comes again. What'd she make you? A pork chop. I told her to put it in an hour ago. She forgot. <laughs> it was not. It was. All right. All right. Are we ready? Oh, God. First up, we have Rushmore. 1998. Drama, indie film, one hour, 33 minutes. When a beautiful first grade teacher, Olivia Williams, arrives at a prep school, she soon attracts the attention of an ambitious teenager named Max, Jason Schwartzman, who quickly falls in love with her. Max turns to the father, Max turns to the father, Bill Murray, of two of his schoolmates for advice on how to woo the teacher. However, the situation soon gets complicated when Max's new friend becomes involved with her setting the two pals against one another in a war for her attention. All right, there's your first one, Rushmore. Okay. Obviously a you know, Black History Month movie. Uh, going against? The Grand Budapest Hotel, ah, yes, 2014. Drama, crime, one hour, 40 minutes. In the 1930s, the Grand Budapest Hotel is a popular European ski resort presided over by concierge Gustav H. Ralph Finnes. Fines. Ralph Fiennes, fine Irish. Zero, Tony Revolori. Another Irishman? <laughs> yeah, Northern Irish stuff. A junior <laughs> lobby boy becomes Gustav's friend and protege. Gustav prides himself on providing first-class service to the hotel's guests, including satisfying the sexual needs of many of the elderly women who stay there. When one of Gustav's lovers dies mysteriously, Gustav finds himself the re recipient of a priceless painting and the chief suspect in her murder. 
the Grand Budapest Hotel. You know that what? That's just a glorified below deck. That movie. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Next. I don't know that it's the same thing. It at is all. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, quality service to rich people, and then they, you know, screw them. I wonder if I could be a concierge. Mm-hmm. Probably could. I thought you wanted to be a doorman. I do. Yeah, why set, your, you know, why set your, your goals so low? Yeah, what a jerk. Uh, obviously, uh, there's a theme there. Uh, it is um, as black Anderson. as it gets. Yeah. Wes Anderson black as black you wear it. No, no. His name is not Wesley Anderson. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dr. Ed, you get into the Wes Anderson stuff? Not really. I didn't think you would. Yeah. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel versus Rushmore. Yeah. I am going with Rushmore. It's tricky. Rushmore is one of my favorite movies probably ever. I feel like Gardner's trying to play me. I think so. I do. I, but I, I, it's, it's a better film, Rushmore. Okay. Yeah, I got to go with that. So we have Rushmore all around. Yes, sir. Rushmore all around. What a, what a jerk. Rushmore, 89. The Grand Budapest Hotel, 91. See, the Grand Budapest Hotel, fine film. That's but I fun. feel like it's one of those things you just want to sound like you know cinema when you say you like the Grand Budapest Hotel. Have you seen it? I have not. It's oh. good. I just feel it's a good movie. Am I right in my assessment, though? <laughs> It's a good a movie. movie. I feel like I'm not really good. good movie. It's a pretty good. Okay. Right. Those are better movies of the last decade. Okay. It deserves a 91. I think so. Okay. All right. I'll have to check a, it out. Uh, sequel. Am I wrong or am I thinking of a different movie? You're thinking of a different movie. You're thinking of uh, the Grand Marigold Hotel. The what? Yeah, there's a Grand Marigold Hotel movie. What's that one? That's with uh, uh, Judy Dench. Have you seen that one? I have not. You have, have you? I have seen some of it. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Ah! <laughs> ah! That was a test. Uh, maybe it was. Okay, maybe I'm, I'm probably. Okay, no, I think I'm right. No, it is the name of a movie. Oh, boy. The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Oh, best okay. oh that's why you watched it. <laughs> Damn, all of us are wrong. Yeah, he saw Exotic. Where's my kind of party? Judy Dench in it, too? Yeah. What's this about? <laughs> All right, no points awarded in the first <laughs> set. Okay. So now we move on Whoopsie. to your second pairing. You ready? Here we go. What was the theme, by the way? Uh, Wes Anderson movies. Oh, okay. Here's this one. This and next we have Glory, 1989. Drama history, two hours, two minutes. Following the Battle of Antietam, Colonel Robert Gould Shaw, Matthew Broderick, is offered command of the United States first all African American regiment, the 54th Massachusetts 54th Massachusetts Volunteer Infantry, with junior officer Cabot Forbes, Gary Ewes, Gary Ellis, Gary Ellis, Shaw puts together a strong and proud unit, including the escaped the escaped slave trip trip, Denzel Washington, and the wise gravedigger John Rawlins. Morgan Freeman, at first limited to mental, men, mental, at first limited to menial, m- manual tasks, the regiment fights to be placed in the heart in the heat of the battle. Glory, glory, hallelujah! Glory, glory, hallelujah! All right, glory is 
Here's your first one. Okay. Here's your second one. Then we have Selma. Two hours, uh, 2014. Drama, historical drama. Two hours, eight minutes. Although the Civil Rights Act of 1964 legally desegregated the South, discrimination was still rampant in certain areas, making it very difficult for blacks to register to vote. In 1965, an Alabama city became the battleground in the fight for suffrage. Despite violent opposition, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., David Iolowo, David Ilowo and his followers <laughs> pressed forward in an epic march to, from Selma to Montgomery, and their efforts culminated in President Lyndon Johnson, Tom Wilkinson, signing the Voting Act Right of 1965. I haven't eaten anything. I'm just going right into this again. I don't know. What's this? Vodka? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. How do you do on that name, Travis? Uh, better than most. Okay. I was wondering. Yeah, better than most. I didn't correct him because I didn't know what it was myself. And I'm not going to sit up here and attempt to pronounce his last name okay. either, so that's why I said better than most. All right. Sorry, I kept pushing you there. No, that's all good. Uh, so we uh, have Selma, Selma versus Glory. Uh, two things Rush Limbaugh hates. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that one? Is that theme close? Oh, Could that work? The yeah, pretty close. Uh, yeah, it works actually. <laughs> What's the theme there? It was just uh, for Black Black Blackberry Blackberry movies. Yeah. So we have Glory versus Selma. Doctor, what do you think on this one? That's a really tough. Yeah. I think I got to go with Glory. Okay. Selma. I'm going with Glory. Okay. Dr. Ed. Travis. <laughs> Glory's highly rated. It is a 93. Y'all don't know these critics like I do. Selma, 99. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. 99. You can't get mad at it. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, you're, you're about to say. <laughs> you're about to say they're pandering. They're pandering. 99. <laughs> you were about to, and then you caught okay. yourself. Ah, no. Oh. Okay. Kick it. Don't, what, are you going to tear Selma apart? No, I can't. I just, <laughs> I just have to sit a, in it. That was an interesting I have to sit in it. It was like, hey, I want to uh, do. No, I can't. Uh, uh-huh. All right. <laughs> so after two rounds, okay. one to nothing, Chris leads. All right, we can do this, Doctor. We can get back in this. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. So will Chris guess first on this last one? How do we want to do it? Is that is it normally how we do it? I guess Doctor Ed and I would need to technically guess first. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's see what you guys want to do. All right, here's your final pairing. And then there's Juno, 2007, drama, comedy drama. One hour, 36 minutes. When precious teen Juno McCuff, Ellen Page, becomes pregnant, she chooses a failed rock star, Jason Bateman, and his wife, Jennifer Garner, to adopt her unborn child. Complications occur when Mark, the prospective father begins viewing Juno as more than just a mother of his future child, putting both his marriage and the, adop- and the adoption in jeopardy. Is that your stomach? It was. I haven't eaten anything. I'm getting a little woozy. You went, mm-hmm. I guess. I know. It's hungry. All right, so Juno is your first movie. Your second one? Then there's Creed. 2015, drama, sport, two hours, 13 minutes. Adonis Johnson, Michael B. Jordan, never knew his famous father, boxing champion Apollo Creed, 
who died before Adonis was born. However, boxing is in his blood, so he seeks out Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone, and asks the retired champ to be his trainer. Rocky sees much of Apollo in Adonis and agrees to mentor him, even as he battles his opponent, his, his opponent deadlier than any in the ring. <laughs> With Rocky's help, Adonis soon gets a, little, a, a, a title shot, but whether he has the true heart of a fighter remains to be seen. Greed. You like that Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, he's still, you know, that's who he is. Who is he? Do an impersonation. Uh, oh, that's boy. it. Mm, that was that's the best. it? That's it. Stallone got hot. Uh, oh, boy. Do you have any know. other impersonations? Not off the top of my head. Look at a Marlon Brando. <laughs> you want me to see my Marlon Brando? Oh, no. Okay, you ready? Oh, no. Hold on. Oh, this is going to be trouble. Character. God help us. Oh, he's trying yeah. to get up the chair. Mm-hmm. Ready? Uh-huh. Bananas. That's it? That's it. What? That whole build-up. All that build-up. That was it, huh? That's it. Oh, boy. God, pray for Sean. <laughs> All right, we have Creed versus Juno. Did you get the theme there? No, oh, I didn't. It's, a, it's very superficial. A black movie versus a white movie. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. There's I didn't think wider. I was about to the say. The old pro wrestling yeah. crew. <laughs> well there's, played. Yeah, there's nothing wider than Juno. <laughs> just old school yeah. <laughs> racial warfare. Very simple. Very okay, simple. very good. Uh, I am going Creed. I like both films, but I'm going Creed. Yeah. My first impression was Juno, but then I thought he was trying to pull a fast one on us, so I'm, but I'll stick with Juno. Okay. I got to go Juno. Ah, all right. Juno for Chris and Dr. Ed. Shocker. Shocker, Travis. And Travis, you went with? Creed. Travis went with Creed. Travis. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Is correct. A 94 for Juno. A 95 for Creed. Are we we noticing Uh, something here? So the 95, by the way, are Rotten Tomatoes Chris passed up to watch Krampus. Which is uh, ranked in the 80s. Is it? Yeah. Krampus is in the 80s, huh? I don't know. It is. Adam Scott. Well, let's just take a real quick look. <laughs> All right, so that means Chris and I are tied. Dr. Ed, unfortunately, sorry. You can Putting play along. In We're going to let this go by that Creed gets a 95. Yeah, that didn't mean 95. Oh, they had four wheelers in Philadelphia. <laughs> Look at this. So real. This is race, race. This is hell. How's that racist? <laughs> why can't I, black, why can't brothers ride through the streets in four wheelers? Y'all go you mudding ever, in your ATVs. Where you, you ever, from? You ever lived That's in mudded areas where there's no tra- traffic? Well, there are streets in the lived, urban areas. Where do you expect downtown? us to ride the bikes? You ever lived downtown and a pack of four wheelers comes down the alley? No thanks. That, that happens a lot. Okay. That happened a lot. Coming down an alley, four wheelers. When they chase you, was uh, the Joker with them? No, but living <laughs> in downtown St. Louis, I was like frequently, like a, frequently woke up or startled by. Star- <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> There's so much noise in the downtown area. Are you in a city? It's correct. Four wheelers don't belong there. Oh, so much noise! Yeah, oh, not? and the, they're not street legal at all. No way, idiots. You're trying mm-hmm. to prove a point. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. I mean, Travis would cry if he heard one four wheeler going off in a in an alley. I don't care for that so, noise. That's why I don't so live in the city. The sound of them is what bothered you. Does motorcycles uh, bother you? Whatever you're doing, as yeah, long yeah. as they're properly uh, licensed. By so you, oh, oh, so you yeah, can tell that just by the sound. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh huh. Interesting. Oh, absolutely tell the sound. And, and oh, yeah, typically, you see it. You see it, Gardner. You see it. I just well. It's a shame. Okay. You see it, Gardner. All right, we move to the tiebreaker. <laughs> What's the movie? I can't tell you. Oh. Sean will tell you. Oh, okay. So we have a tiebreaker between Chris and Travis. Dr. Ed, you get to play along as well because we love you. Yeah, I got skunked. <laughs> so here we go with the tiebreaker. And now for the tiebreaker. Monty Python's The Meaning of Life, 1983. Fantasy, comedy music, one hour, 50, 56 minutes. The stages of life are directed by Cherry, Terry Jones and told through multiple sketches and songs by the British comedy troupe. The seven parts of the life cover birth, growing up, war, middle age, organ transplants, old age, and death. Not all stages are singular. Part one, The Miracle of Birth, is from the perspective of an, of an ignored woman in labor and of a Roman Catholic couple with too many children. And part seven, Death, encompasses a funeral and happiness. Added our three unrelated skits placed in the beginning, middle, and end. How you feeling? Better. Better get a bucket of a throw up. <laughs> Who were you like watching the other day? The life of Brian? That was the life of Brian. Always look on the bright right. side of life. <laughs> well, I gotta go to the bathroom first, so come on, let me go. You have a good day, Sean. I got other plans, but thanks anyway. Bye bye. All right. Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Terry Jones directed, recently passed away. Um, what do we got, gentlemen? 91%. 91 from Chris. Damn, that was all I was going to go with. All right, then I am going to go 88%. Go 85. Uh-oh. Dr. Ed, it's too bad you're not eligible for this because yeah. it's an 86. An 86. And Travis reclaims his title. Fitting. Yes. February. Happy Blackberry! Did you let him have it? It's for the ancestors. Just handed it to him. I think that's they what? require more than this. Oh, that's a pretty good start. I figured this is all I got. <laughs> Call it even. What a podcast. What a, this trivia is not reparations. Film Call it even. Contest. Yeah, this is pretty much paid. This is all <laughs> I, can, I can do. Uh, big thanks to that. Uh, real quick, uh, we've got a friend from Gateway Pet Guardians joining us this Thursday at Sophie's for Happiest Hour. They're going to have uh, one of their adoptable dogs on hand for free comedy. Come out, check it out, 6 o'clock at Sophie's. Our friends at Jack Daniels make that possible, and Schlafly Beer has uh, made their uh, their push as well. So we'll give you specials from Schlafly, Jack Daniels. Come out, meet a beautiful dog. I posted that on our Instagram, Facebook, and uh, you can be like my mom and adopt one of the dogs <laughs> who comes to the comedy show. How, that was quick. Real quick, yeah. And uh, I always think that's so crazy. You guys pull these dogs off of the streets of East St. Louis, and months later, it's I'm getting a selfie with a, a dog in a lap on a giant couch in Farmington, Missouri, after she just got done running through a field for two hours. So what a crazy, great thing that Gateway Pet Guardians does, huh? Yep. They're doing a great job. The animals are in the shelter. and It's amazing. Yep. Shelter's open. How are you? How are, uh, how is your mom and dad handling that? Good. Yeah. yeah. It's going well. Dog had... Uh, the Fosters had done a lot of work with it, gotten her uh, ready. She's just really good temperament anyway, and no issues whatsoever. They were smart about integrating, I mm. should say. But uh, 
Yeah, it's gone perfect. How long do dogs normally stay with a foster family? Oh, it could be. Oh gosh, it just could be a week. It could be four years. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It all differs. Yeah. I would think at at four years or something like that, I'd be a tat too attached at that point. That's what you would think, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it happens a lot. Yeah. Know, foster failure, but you know, when the foster parent ends up adopting the dog. Yeah. I could see that happening. But still, you know, I mean, it. Yeah, you know, you're giving it up, and you know it's going to a good home. Yeah, and then you get to help. Okay. Who knows? Maybe five more dogs yeah. in the next six months. So. Yeah. Cool setup. Great. Yeah, okay. I, I, I oh, also sense. this week at uh, Happiest Hour at uh, Sophie's, we have a, a company called Mighty Cricket that's going to be our featured partner. Mm-hmm. Their founder is going to be there. She's invited a bunch of friends. You know what they do? What is that? They have cl- pure, clean cricket protein powder and as a food source. Dr. Ed, is that healthy? No, it is. I'm sure it's healthy. I'm <laughs> Is that is that what would you That's guys wild. would you guys uh, have you had it? No, never have. It's actually expensive. Like uh, why crickets? Because it's a form of protein that's like really it's like you don't have to kill cows to get it. That's right. Yeah. Eat a cricket out in the wild. Yeah. The, do the crickets like provide the same type of substances? Yeah. Protein. Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, we read. I read a. There was an article saying, <laughs> "Want to live in twenty years." Get ready to eat a bunch of bugs. Because oh, that's, that. that's what we're going to have to start doing. I'm game for that. We'll start focusing sense. on survivalist skills, probably. But they, it's like... <laughs> There's a movie called Snowpiercer where the hmm. people in the, the back of the train, all they got to eat was crickets. That phone of yours needs to take a seat, pal. Yeah, I'm trying to see who this is. Sean still yelling at you from the segment? Just think no. how many crickets a bear would have to eat. Oh, oh great oh, point, Dr. Ed. Yeah. Thank you. A lot of crickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. Would it be satisfied? It's never satisfied. It's an apex predator. <laughs> it's evil. It's evil. That's a good point. Uh, let's Dr. Not, Ed. Let's not chirp on this too long. Ha <laughs> 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 nice. oh. It would have been funny if he would have said that joke and no one laughed because then it would have been crickets. Uh, I see what nice. you did there with the cricket. Yeah, she do cricket yeah. jokes that aren't funny so then no one laughs and then it's just play cricket sounds. You'd be the cricket comedian. Mm, that sounds great. I think there. we're on to something. No, we're not. It's terrible. Dr. Ed, Battlehawks, XFL. Have you ever operated on a, <laughs> on a Battlehawk? <laughs> no. Uh, are you going to attend the games? No. Are you excited? No. Hey, uh-huh. Dr. Ed! Oh, get into the spirit! Hey, you got <laughs> your season tickets? <laughs> I don't have season tickets. <laughs> I think God, I will check no. out a couple in games this, at least. In this sense, call. Dr. Ed's not feeling them. But you're going to be pumped for MLS. Yes. Okay. Will you get season tickets to MLS? You know, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. 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 I may may end up, like, splitting some with somebody. I think it's probably a smart play. Will it bother you if you don't like the team name? Yeah, they haven't come up with that yet, have they? No. But I was wondering, like, how many people, like, they'll get turned off immediately just by... I'm just going to watch this. Not with that name. Clydesdale FC. I think you can. I think you. I don't know if you can necessarily lose people, but you certainly miss the opportunity to gain people with the right nickname. The right nickname can get you a few thousand more fans. Uh, A shitty one, uh, probably you kind of lose your momentum. You just got to focus on making soccer scarves. That's all. That's how you get. I'm back. interested to see the stadium come together. It's uh, the ed- exits, uh, I guess, are now blocked off, 
on the hi- uh, highway. Yeah, yeah. they're completely uh, shut down, and they're going to start yeah, doing the dirty. We're going to start. Can, still can't visualize that. How it I I cannot out. either, but I think that's the cool thing too is that. It's gonna when it starts to go up, you're gonna go. Oh, okay, I see what they were going for here, imagine and it's gonna look really neat. Imagine if you haven't been to St. Louis in ten years, and you come here in the next year. Like, what in the hell? Where's yeah. Harry's? <laughs> it's funny, yeah. And, and they haven't. Harry's had a lot of homeless Cocaine? people staying there. Oh, because I went and checked the property a couple times after it was rumored, even before this first this t- time it went up. We got everything going. Right. Remember before the ballot measure and all that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wandered over there, and I had to wander out because I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't be around here right now. Just, um, But it was, you know, that's what it was for a while. Mm. But all yeah. Folks, yeah. You, you still fit in until you get there. <laughs> that's why I wasn't too scared. <laughs> hey, can I get a smoke? Yeah. <laughs> hard out, hard out here for <laughs> us. They're like, oh, no, he's one of us. Uh, <laughs> uh, he he looks like one of us. Yeah. And it is weird, too, because you can see as many renderings as you want, but until you really start to see it being put together, it's it it's going to be different from what you see on the renderings. And I'll say that, too, with in my neighborhood, the 100 building that they're putting up. Like, you can see the renderings, and you're kind of like, okay, I'm not sure about that. And then now you see it now, and people are like, oh, my God, this thing's incredible. Um, it, so it, it, minds will get changed as you start to see an actual edifice. Mm. I agree. Dr. Ed might be looking at those one Cardinal Way places. You going to go live down there? No. We were discussing, apparently their, their, uh, what do you call that? Uh, occupancy is pretty high, right? I guess, I guess I'm not surprised by that. I just, I don't know. I'm not in that, you know, for lack of a better term, tax bracket. So I don't know. My thinking about purchasing a place like that. Is it the same as someone who's just like, oh, this is, I don't, I will, if I, I won't miss this money anyway, you know what I'm saying? So if it was, like I said, I think the idea is to attract young professionals, uh, and um, hell, go for it. Hey, if you're, hey, if you're in your mid to late twenties and you got the means to stay right next to Bush Stadium, why the hell not? Have at it. I just don't know, like the the, the Doctor Eds of the world are going to <laughs> to move from the hill or move from Clayton to lived downtown next to the Cardinal Stadium. Mm. I think my time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ed, on a Tuesday night at Ballpark not, Village after a Marlins game. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody! Not enough, uh, not enough cologne in the world. <laughs> Make Dr. Ed want to go do that. Yeah, huh? real quick. Yeah. It made me a friend of mine, my age. He was at, um, got Broadway, a Broadway Oyster Bar, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, one night. And, you know, really young crowd in there. And he goes up to the bar to get another round of drinks. And at the bar is a rather very attractive younger lady. And she kind of kept looking over at my friend Mark and looking over at him. And finally she looks over and she speaks up and she says, is that Curve? Shut up. Yeah, uh. and he says, uh, yeah, as, as a matter of fact, it is. And, well, my father wears Curve. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Right in the Oh, uh, what would it be for my dad? Oh, uh, grandpa's cool water. Really? Oh, good God. Really? Cool water was good money back in the day. You can't even lie. You, we could sit up there and be cute. Curve and, and Axe body, cool body spray were on every middle schooler. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. We could sit up here like, and try to I be think coy cur- cool. I think kids still wear a curve today. I think a kids, I think I know kids definitely wear the axe. Because you get it at a gas station. Like, I mean, yeah, we didn't. Look, the cool far- water and. The Farmington Middle School squires. 
basketball locker room smelled of Michael Jordan cologne and uh, whatever right guard spray on deodorant. Yeah. And, and it, like, I think about that. And our our coaches and even the PE teacher, would, like the next day, would be like, "What do you What do you guys do? Like, why do you What are you doing? Like, shut up! You don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. Kind of embarrassing. Thinking no, about no. Like, Curve was good money. Curve, Curve and Coolwater, they got the job done. Like Curve in high school was, was look, the ladies were very happy with it. They were very satisfied with the smell. So with the guys, like idiots, we wore whatever the ladies thought smelled good. So I don't w- put that on us. Sorry, I wore Ralph Lauren, so. Mm. Oh, God. The blue bottle? Sometimes Tommy Hilfiger, because I like to wear Tommy Hilfiger shirts in high school. I as well. You had to match your, your cologne to your oh, shirt. Yeah, like a uniform. Shirt. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like a uniform, man. He said it was part of his... Oh, you were a horrible, horrible human being, weren't you? I was branding, man. Oh. Can you imagine if somebody actually caught that? You're wearing Tommy with a Ralph Lauren shirt. Oh, yeah. Uh, I yeah. yeah, I didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> right. You didn't want to be yeah, that Pick guy. one, man. You can't pick one. <laughs> Scream at your mom that the laundry's not done. I used to be... In high school, it used to be khakis, T-shirt with Tommy Hilfiger shirt over the T-shirt, unbuttoned, sleeves rolled up. That was my high school look. Hmm. Hi, I'm Chris from State Farm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wearing khakis. That sounds... Look, I'm casual, but but kind of preppy. But kind of preppy. Uh Well, Dr. Ed went to Slew High, and he had a... He had a uniform. Yeah, I hear Slu's the, Slu High's the best. No uniforms. <laughs> no uniform? No uniforms. Mm. No. Slu High's the best. The best. That's what the best. everyone who went there told me. That's what they say. <laughs> I went to a trivia night there, and I was like, they have got some donors. <laughs> My gosh. I was like, this is nicer than a lot of college kids. They get a new gym recently or a new floor or something like that? Uh, might have been something like me. that. I didn't pay for it. Right. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> uh, Not doc- my money. Dr. Ed, uh, as always, we thank you, sir. Thank and, you, Dr. Uh, Ed. It's good to see you. I was happy to come in and fill in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> You're doing a great job. Uh, you guys need anything before we hit the break? No. All right. We'll take a quick break. Thanks to Tech Electronics for helping us out with the studio. We'll be right back.